Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hunter Biden is my favorite person in the country right now. I'm serious. Hunter Biden is my favorite person who is residing in the United States of of America because if there are two things that are gonna cause Joe Biden to lose the election in 2024, the first thing is going to be the radical evil trans ideology that even Democrat parents and liberals don't want forced on their kids. And the second thing is going to be Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden is such an enormous liability to the left that they know Hunter Biden's corruption, whether it's in his personal life, whether it's with Navy Joan, uh, what's her, her fake last name, Roberts, Navy Joan Biden, Hunter's daughter with a stripper and Joe Biden's seventh grandchild, whether it's his personal corruption, whether it's his drug habits and his really degenerate behavior that we all saw him videotaping on the laptop that he left at the repair shop, or whether it's his, him selling out the United States of America, selling access to the vice president of the United States, his father at the time, in exchange for millions and millions and millions of dollars. The left knows that people don't like that, that nobody likes corruption. This is, this is actually the one thing that Democrats and Republicans, and I'm not talking about politicians because all politicians like corruption, but voters, Democrat voters and Republican voters, both do not like corruption. Hunter Biden embodies corruption. This is why, by the way, back in 2020, the FBI, at the behest of the left, the swamp creatures, the deep state and the administrative state, the FBI told big tech to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story. Why? Because they knew it was a bigger threat to Joe Biden than anything else. They knew it would change people's mind. Hunter Biden is my favorite person in the country right now because he is the one person who is actually able to expose the depth of corruption, the depth of degeneracy of the Biden administration. Everything else. And I love all the journalists and all the commentators and everyone who's accurately saying, well, what Biden is doing in Ukraine is bad. He's giving away our money, devaluing our dollar, causing inflation, causing gas prices to rise and food prices to rise. All that's entirely true. Entirely true. I appreciate the people that are like the Biden administration's propagating critical race theory in boardrooms across the country. They are, they're pushing abortion at, at, with no restrictions up through the moment of birth. All of that's totally true and I appreciate that activism, but nobody except Hunter Biden has exposed to a wider audience exactly how degenerate the Biden administration really is. Um, yesterday in Congress, Hunter Biden's former business partner, Devin Archer, Devin Archer has a really funny swamp-like connection, not just being Hunter Biden's former business partner, but being former business partners with John Kerry's stepson. Like, oh, what a tangled web we weave in the swamp times 100. Devin Archer testified in front of the House Oversight Committee in Congress. This is a video of him arriving at Congress. And look at this guy. Look at the look on this guy's face when he walks in. It's pretty happy for a guy who's in the hot seat, pretty smiling. He's smiling, walking into the Capitol. What a slimy little guy. 
And yet, I also appreciate him because what did he tell the House Oversight Committee? He told the House Oversight Committee that Hunter Biden, he confirmed the reports that we'd already heard. He confirmed that Hunter put Joe Biden on the phone over 20 times during business meetings and business associations when Hunter Biden was, of course, selling influence. And the funniest thing about all of this, we knew this, right? We knew that this was obvious from the beginning. As soon as we heard that Hunter Biden was sitting on the board of Burisma, an energy company in Ukraine, and we're like, Hunter? What does Hunter know about the energy industry? As soon as we heard that, we knew that Hunter Biden was being paid by corrupt oligarchs in the Ukraine to have access to the Obama administration at the time where Joe Biden was vice president. We knew that. As soon as we heard that Hunter Biden accompanied Joe Biden to China when Joe was vice president on Air Force Two, as soon as we heard that he accompanied Joe, we were like, yeah, that tracks when Hunter Biden was able to secure a $1.5 billion equity deal with an entity tied to the Chinese Communist Party. And then, as if by magic, Joe Biden's position on China, meaning his position on trade, his position on the military buildup the Chinese communists are engaging in in the South China Sea, all of this just softened. Joe Biden's position softened. What a coincidence. Not a coincidence at all. We knew all of this. We also knew that Joe Biden was lying when he's told us over and over again that I had nothing to do with Hunter Biden's business deals. Yeah, right. You are the reason that Hunter Biden makes business deals. You are Hunter Biden's business deals. You don't have to do anything to be involved in Hunter Biden's business deals. The fact that Hunter Biden is your son, that he has access to you, and that you can be put on the phone during his business meetings, that is your the value that you bring to the business. That is you being involved in Hunter Biden's business. And yet the Democrats, in the face of this revelation in Congress by Hunter's former business partner, Devin Archer, the Democrats are very obviously moving the goalposts. Instead of saying, well, Joe Biden was never involved in Hunter Biden's business deals, they have a new narrative, a new hilarious narrative that is very obvious that they have been caught in a lie. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on The First TV. Watch The First on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. America is on trial. Join me, Josh Hammer, as we examine the presidential election through the only lens that truly matters, the legal proceedings of Donald Trump and the Biden crime family. This new daily podcast examines breaking news and analyzes the biggest questions facing the country. Can the former president, Donald Trump, get a fair trial? Can Trump be disqualified from the ballot? Can Joe Biden pardon his son, Hunter? Can Trump even pardon himself? We cover all the action every morning. Listen to America on Trial, wherever you download your favorite podcasts. So Democrats are hilarious. They realize that the Bidens have been caught in a lie. At first, Joe Biden said, I've never spoken to my son about any of his business dealings. And he repeats this and he repeats this on the campaign trail in 2019, specifically before, of course, the Hunter Biden laptop was made public. Then Corrine Jean-Pierre, the press secretary at the White House, she started this evolution of the, the, the talking points the Democrats have agreed on last week when she said, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden have never done business. 
Oh, okay. So now you're using a technical legal term. Like, were they legally business partners? Were they? Well, of course they weren't. That's not necessary to achieve Hunter's goals here. Joe can ostensibly keep his hands clean and dry while Hunter Biden still manages to make a lot, a lot of money off of him. In fact, I want to show you this tweet before I show you the video of um, the Democrats changing their narrative. This is a a tweet from Larry O'Connor. He said, understand this. Hunter getting Joe on speakerphone was the deliverable. It literally doesn't matter what was discussed. Showing that he could get the vice president of the United States on the phone was all Hunter had to do to show his clients to seal the deal. He was selling access, not policy. Getting the big guy to pick up the phone demonstrated his ability to deliver that access. Case closed, impeach. Larry's 100% right, which is why it's funny to see the Democrats uh, changing the goalposts here. In fact, Congressman Daniel Goldman, he's a Democrat who is on the House Oversight Committee. He heard this testimony from Hunter's former business partner, Devin Archer, and his explanation to the press about why it's totally fine that Joe Biden talked 20 different times to Hunter Biden's business partners on speakerphone, his explanation is hilarious. Listen to this. President's statement saying that he never talked to any of Hunter Biden business associates. Clearly, he talked, whether it's about the weather or whatever, but he said specifically that he's never talked to them. Doesn't this contradict him? I don't know what his comment is, and if we're gonna, well, I don't, I don't think that's what he said. He never said that he has never spoken to anyone. He said that he had nothing to do with Hunter <laughs> Biden's business dealings. If he says hello to someone that he sees his son with, well, is he supposed to say, hi, son? Oh, no, I'm not going to say hello to the other people at the table or the other people on the phone. It's kind of a preposterous premise to think that a father should not say hello to people that the son are at dinner with, the son is at dinner with, and that is literally all the evidence is. Was this like a party trick that Hunter Biden used to impress the people this- he was with? This is so hilarious. That's the most that's the most hilarious clip that I've seen all week. The most hilarious clip that I've seen all week because as Larry said, the deliverable was the ability to get Joe Biden on the phone. So remember, what Congressman what Congressman Goldman said when he said when he claimed that the Bidens denied having done business together. No, no. What Joe Biden says is I have never discussed business with my son. So what do you call then if Hunter's at a business dinner and he puts Joe on speakerphone and Joe says hello to the room, what else is needed here? What else is needed? This is not just going out to a little league baseball game and waving to your son and his friends. This is your 50-year-old crackhead son who is engaged in corrupt influence peddling with hostile foreign nations and entities tied to people that hate us. Getting the vice president of the United States on the phone is, to quote Joe Biden at a different point in his life, a big effing deal. This is a smoking gun, which is why, of course, the Democrats have changed their narrative, why their talking point is now different. They're no longer denying that Joe Biden knew anything about Hunter Biden's business. They're like, well, what did you want him to do? Did you want him to be rude and not wave and say hi? And my answer to that is, yeah, if your degenerate crackhead son who's selling access to the White House is with hostile foreign entities, that's exactly what I want you to do. I want you to refuse to say hi because you know, as well as I know, exactly what Hunter Biden is doing. There is no excuse for this. And 
The Biden administration understands the existential threat that Hunter is posing to their administration. They just, there's nothing they can do about it. There's nothing they can do because they have to defend Hunter at every turn. Hunter must be under the closest protective scrutiny that you can possibly imagine. Like, can't you just picture Jill Biden creeping around the White House like, don't let Hunter Biden near Twitter. Don't let him have his cell phone now. Don't let him go out of the White House. We better invite him to live here. I don't care about baggies of cocaine because otherwise, who's he gonna tell what? Like he already left his laptop for everyone to see him in that, remember that video of him in that sensory deprivation egg? Or the video of him smoking crack while displaying his genitals naked? Like this guy is out of his mind dangerous, but the Biden administration can't turn on him at all or Hunter's just gonna go ballistic and everything's gonna fall apart. So this is what they do instead. They change their narrative and of course, the Department of Justice, a day before Devin Archer was supposed to testify in front of the House Oversight Committee, the Department of Justice sent him a letter telling him to report to prison. Now, this is very interesting because last year, Devin Archer was sentenced to one year in prison for um, the crime he committed related to the $60 million bond fraud scheme that he engaged in. And it seems like a little bit of a coincidence, doesn't it, that the Department of Justice was sending him a letter the night before he was supposed to testify in front of a Republican-chaired committee about Biden corruption that the Department of Justice would try to throw him in prison? Well, the Department of Justice has an answer for that. Clearly, they were not expecting the backlash they received after they sent Devin Archer this letter. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So the Department of Justice sends this letter to Devin Archer the night before he's supposed to testify in front of the House Oversight Committee. He's testifying about Biden corruption, Hunter Biden's scheme selling access to Joe Biden even while he was vice president to hostile foreign entities. Devin Archer confirms what we knew, that Joe Biden was in fact part of Hunter's scheme. Devin Archer testifies that over 20 times Joe Biden was put on speakerphone during Hunter Biden's business meetings with these shady people who wanted to pay Hunter for access to Joe Biden when Joe Biden was in Obama's White House. This is, to say that this is bombshell testimony would be the understatement of the year. I, I feel like we're all desensitized to exactly how dangerous this is because we've known about Hunter Biden for two years. We've known, three years actually. We knew about this leading up to the 2020 election. We just weren't allowed to talk about it because the FBI told Facebook and Twitter that this was a Russian disinformation campaign, even though Facebook and Twitter and the FBI knew that everything on Hunter Biden's laptop, including the big guy email, was authentic, was real, that this actually happened, that the Bidens were engaging in this corruption. So the Department of Justice sends Devin Archer a letter telling him to set a prison date Devin Archer was sentenced last year to a year in prison for his role in a $60 million bond fraud scheme. The Department of Justice clarifies, let me bring this up because I wanna read this to you. The Department of Justice must have just freaked out at people's backlash because they issued a statement saying, to be clear, the government does not request and has never requested that the defendant surrender before his congressional testimony. This is what 
was shared with the New York Post um, and then shared on Twitter. And I saw that and I laughed and I was like, sure, sure. That's, 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 that's their, their little crisis PR scheme, right? This is how they're trying to correct the narrative because it was so obvious that the Biden administration was so fearful of Devin Archer's testimony to the House Oversight Committee that they tried to weaponize the federal government, our federal law enforcement agency, to put the guy in prison before he could testify. When they realized that that scheme wasn't going to work, then they were like, oh, please, do you question our integrity? We would never do this. Of course you would do this. You would do almost anything to hide Biden corruption. So here's the thing. If we're looking at Joe and Hunter Biden's corruption, I think it's, it's inextricably tied together. Hunter Biden's corruption is Joe Biden's corruption. These are the things that we know. We know that Hunter Biden was hired by Burisma, an energy company in Ukraine, even though Hunter Biden knows nothing whatsoever about energy. We know he was paid an ungodly amount of money to do basically nothing. We know that Joe Biden then, serving his role in the family business, when he was vice president, uh, threatened Ukraine, a, a prosecutor in Ukraine who was investigating Burisma, threatened to withhold U.S. aid to the Ukraine if this prosecutor did not stop investigating the company Todd, who was paying his son. And lo and behold, of course, this prosecutor was in fact fired because Hunter Biden can get his dad on speakerphone any day of the week. And clearly he did. Clearly he did. Then of course, Hunter Biden engages in over a billion dollars worth of uh, deals with entities tied to the Chinese Communist Party. Every business of that size is tied to the Chinese Communist Party when they operate in China. We know that the Bidens were involved in a $5 million bribery scheme. We recently saw text, text messages that support that. Hunter Biden saying, I'm sitting next to my dad. I'm sitting next to my dad. You deposit this money in our bank account or else. And lo and behold, within just a couple days, $5 million was in fact deposited in the Bidens' bank accounts. This is obviously influence peddling. Like what Hillary Clinton did with the Clinton Foundation, the pay to play scheme when she was Secretary of State, this is like that on steroids. Because Joe Biden was vice president. Hillary could never even dream of being vice president, let alone dream of being president. This is a thousand times worse than what Hillary Clinton did. And then of course, when they start to be found out, when this corruption is exposed, the Biden administration uses the FBI which uses big tech to uh, quash, well, first, I guess this was before the Biden administration, the deep staters in the intel communities used the FBI and big tech to quash the Hunter Biden laptop story to get Joe Biden elected. And now they're using the Department of Justice to shut down anybody who dares to expose the truth here. They've weaponized the Department of Justice. And a perfect example of this is a really shocking video that Project Veritas put out this week. Um, as you remember, Project Veritas got their hands on Ashley Biden's diary a couple years ago. Ashley Biden is the son of Joe Biden and Jill Biden. And reportedly, allegedly, her diary contained some really serious family bombshells. And Project Veritas is still suffering the repercussions for, they didn't even end up publishing it, right? They did, they did verify that it was hers. They did not steal it. They're still suffering the legal, legal repercussions for a tipster giving them Ashley Biden's diary. Ashley Biden had rented a house somewhere, left the diary there. The person who owned the house realized it was Ashley Biden's diary and gave it to Project Veritas after reading it. Project Veritas ultimately decided not to publish it, return it to the police after verifying that it was Ashley's. And the FBI raided 
three journalists' homes, three Project Veritas journalists' homes took their electronics, their phones, and their computers. They've been under investigation since then for years. And now for the first time, Project Veritas is uh, releasing video of their phone conversations with Ashley Biden herself. So for the very first time, Project Veritas released audio tapes of conversations in which Ashley Biden verified that the diary, which Project Veritas was given, was her diary. This is chilling. Take a listen to this. What you're about to hear has never been released to the public. This voicemail was left on the Project Veritas tip line on September 3rd, 2020, which led our journalists to investigate the matter of Ashley Biden's diary, thrusting us into a pivotal moment of history for all of press freedom. Hi there, I'm calling from Florida. My family, their friend who owns a house down here in Palm Beach was renting it out. I don't know how, but this is a while back. But anyway, somebody, a new renter moved in and Ashley Biden was staying in this room and they found her diary, all of her clothes, luggage, pills. Anyway, um, diary is pretty crazy. Um, I think it's worth taking a look at. It's not a joke real and um, I'd love to get into your hands. After years of public speculation and internal deliberation, we are finally releasing our conversation with Ashley Biden about her diary and other possessions. They were abandoned and later offered to Project Veritas. Hi, is this Ashley Biden? This is she. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, I just wanted, so I heard you have um, a few of my belongings. Um, and so I was going to ask if, it would, if you could please meet my friend, Eric, who is down in Delray, if you could meet him and get, and get this up to him. There's, there's a, a diary here. It starts in January. It says, January, at the end of a New York month, I'm sitting on a bed uh, at the I building. Yeah, so if you could just give everything that you have um, to Eric, that would be really um, great. I don't want to give this to to the wrong person. I mean, I want to make uh, sure. At this, is the, at this point, and I don't mean to. I, I don't want to have to get Secret Service involved in this, right? Because it's just it's a whole process. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I, I am Ashley Biden. It is my stuff. So if you could just give all of that over, I would really appreciate it. I know you sent a picture to my husband with a camera. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. and a few other things that are mine as well. So that would be really great. Where is a good place uh, for him to meet you? There's also this bag with luggage tags on it. Uh, for, and so is that bag, because there's, there's all this stuff, is that bag yours too, Ashley? Yes, it is. Shortly after the phone call, this October 16th letter was sent from Project Veritas to Joe Biden's presidential campaign, asking the candidate for comment. October 23rd. A follow-up email from our then chief legal officer. And on October 29th, 2020, Ashley Biden's attorney, Roberta Kaplan, finally responded saying, quote, This is insane. We should send to the SDNY. This is the FBI splash page showing the SDNY immediately open an investigation into Project Veritas on the very same day. And on November 8th, 2020, Project Veritas returns all Ashley Biden's abandoned items, including her diary, to Florida local law enforcement. Stop. 
You're watching Pre-Dawn Raids by the FBI on three Project Veritas journalists. They took place on November 4th and November 6th of Incidentally, New York Times national security reporter Mike Schmidt contacts Project Veritas journalist immediately following the raids. A new wrinkle today in the investigation into the apparent theft of the president's daughter, Ashley Biden's diary. The New York Times reporting the FBI Saturday searched the home of James O'Keefe. 47 electronic devices, including our reporter's cell phones, laptops, and thumb drives were seized. To be clear, no one was arrested and no one was charged with any crime. Project Veritas obtained documents showing that SDNY was spying on our journalists well before the FBI raids on our homes in November 2021. Using secret subpoenas, the SDNY was reading our emails and deliberately hid that fact from a judge who barred the government from viewing Veritas's documents. After turning over our communications to the FBI, which included content from personal email accounts of Project Veritas employees, Microsoft, Google, and Apple finally notified us in spring of 2022 when their gag orders were lifted. Nearly two years after these raids, the legal battle for Project Veritas to defend First Amendment rights rages on. To date, we have spent millions of dollars defending these former Project Veritas journalists. We continue to provide representation to all of them. This fight is to protect all journalists from government overreach. If the Department of Justice continues to go unchecked, then our reality of unconstitutional raids, intimidation, and secret subpoenas will cripple any journalist daring to engage in actual journalism. Among the evidence we found of the DOJ trampling on our rights as journalists includes politically motivated spying into journalist news gathering activities, disparate treatment of the press by the Trump DOJ and the Biden DOJ, evidence that the DOJ plays favorites with press entities, including the New York Times, under the Biden DOJ, Project Veritas received no warnings about the secret subpoenas and search warrants of journalists' devices, both personal and professional. Meanwhile, in a similar case, the DOJ allowed Google to alert the New York Times they were coming for email accounts of four Times reporters. This allowed the attorneys for the Times to fight the demands for journalists' emails. Eventually, the DOJ dropped their demands. Is that something? Or is that something? Think about how the Biden administration has weaponized the Department of Justice. No crime was committed here. This was a voicemail that was left for Project Veritas on their tip line. They acquired this diary, which Ashley Biden had left at a rental property. They attempted to give it back to her. She verified verbally on the phone that it was hers, and yet they wanted, want, she wanted them to give it to some other guy. They decided, I guess, I'm not inside their minds to give it to law enforcement instead. And the result of that was the Department of Justice raiding the homes, pre-dawn raids. I mean, you saw little clips of that footage. Three journalists had their homes raided, their electronics completely confiscated. They still don't have the electronics back. 
This is still embroiled in court. Microsoft and Apple and Google got secret subpoenas with gag orders, meaning all, think about your entire iCloud, your entire Gmail, your entire Facebook Messenger, all of these things, your, the entirety of your communications, your private communications were subpoenaed by the federal government. They were snooping, reading, harvesting, and they weren't told. These journalists weren't told because Facebook and Microsoft and Google were under gag orders. So they weren't even allowed to notify, like think about being a journalist, right? And you're texting on iMessage, right? Or you're texting on whatever, whatever, iMessage is a good example. You're texting on iMessage and Apple's snooping on you and yet they didn't even tell you. They're snooping on you because they're giving that information to the federal government and they didn't even tell you that they're snooping on you. Not even the courtesy of notification of a subpoena. Like you wanna talk about your slimy, chill up your spine situation. That's what the Biden administration has done weaponize the Department of Justice, and they've done it over and over and over. Think about how many times they've done this now. They, the, the Department of Justice was weaponized before Biden was even president by using Obama administration holdovers in the deep state to target big tech to try to squash the Hunter Biden story. It's bananas. Hunter Biden, I maintain this, is my favorite person in the country right now because he alone has been able to successfully expose the Biden corruption scheme. There's not a journalist in the world who's more effective at Hunter Biden in exposing just how despicable and degenerate the Biden family is. Everyone hates corruption. Corruption is nothing but criminal enterprise disguised by confusion, and every one of us in the country is absolutely revolted by it. Okay, we have time for one more random thing from the internet. This is a video of Southern California. It's triple digit heat in Southern California right now. It's over 100 degrees. And in 100 degree heat, what do bears do in the wild? Bears in the wild, well, they look for a way to cool off. And one homeowner caught a mother bear and her baby, her little cub, cooling off in a hot tub. Take a look at this. Oh my gosh, look at them. That is so kind of cute, kind of scary. Look at that little baby bear. Look at that bear cub swimming around in the pool. Oh, and there's a water level razor for you. That is so funny. And another bear, it, this is another bear in another pool. Can't you just picture them having a little bear convention? Like, guys, guys, I finally figured it out. The way to beat the heat. Get in these swimming pools. Coolest thing since honey or something. That is pretty cool, that is pretty funny. All right, guys, if you haven't already gotten your copy of my book, Hide Your Children, Exposing the Marxists Behind the Attack on America's Kids, go to hideyourchildrenbook.com and pick up your copy now. I'm super excited for you guys to read this. Hideyourchildrenbook.com. Thank you for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show.